Welcome to Too Old for This Podcast, episode 21. Avatar has fallen. Long live King Endgame. We're going to talk about that and so much more. So much news from San Diego Comic-Con. And a ton of reviews. So let's not waste any more time. On Nerd and Up Nerd. Start the show. Excelsior. Word, word, word. JD the MC, DJ Kevin Kev on the mic. <laughs> How you doing? 1990, 29, <laughs> July 22nd. Kevin, welcome to episode 21. Thank you. Congratulations, brother. They said it would never happen. Oh, they said they it wrong. could never happen. They were, they were they wrong. They said we would never make it. They were dead wrong. They were so wrong, brother. Look at us now. Look at us now. Look at us now. Started from the bottom. <laughs> now we're here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, how you been, man? I haven't, uh, I haven't talked to you for over a week. Yeah, yeah, I've been good. I've been good. Uh, busy, busy with the kid and enjoying summer and all that good stuff. Um, yeah. You know, enjoying watching, uh, you know, Spider-Man uh, do so well at the box office and yeah. hearing all my friends uh, talk about how much they loved it. Uh, so yeah. I didn't mind. I didn't mind taking a week off and leaving that Spider-Man episode up there. Yeah. Uh, in you know during that time because uh, people are still checking it out. Yeah. But a yeah. lot has happened in the last uh, few days. Oh yeah, a lot has happened. So we're going to talk about a whole ton of stuff and try to get through everything, all even right. though. Probably won't because there's so much. There's, uh, on top of on top of all the news that we want to talk about, this was intentionally supposed to be uh, a special episode where we review three movies. Yeah. Uh, but we're not going to have time to do a full episode on that. So we're just gonna we're just gonna we're gonna compact the possessed toy special. Yeah, I was gonna say, can we just skim through it? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna still we'll we'll do like a speed review. Yeah, okay, uh, sounds good. So. The, the Possessed Toy Special, uh, we're going to review Toy Story 4, mm-hmm. catch the theme here, Toy Story 4, yep. Child's Play, and Annabelle Comes Home. Yeah. Uh, all, all three movies are still in theaters. Uh, all three may be worth your time if you're looking for something uh, in that area, but uh, we will give our reviews uh, of all three today, yeah. uh, as well as all this news we want to get to. But the first thing I want to talk about, Kevin, mm. and you know, you know you know this has a special place in my heart. I actually think, to me, personally, Mm -hmm. this might be the best fandom news that I've heard in the last 30 goddamn years. (laughs) Okay, 30 years or maybe like... I I feel like even before before Avatar was number one at the box office, there (laughs) was nothing happened in the previous 20 years that was as good as this. Avatar came out in what, 2009, I want to say? Yeah, 2009. It had 10 years. Ten years. Okay, but I'm saying but, even pre- even in the previous twenty years, there wasn't news this good. Yeah, That's I, I guess. But you gotta remember, Star Wars held that title for a good, solid um, amount of years. And to be honest, but, I but, I actually didn't go see Titanic in the theaters because I heard when Titanic when Titanic was in the theaters that it was on course to beat Star Wars so i refused to watch Titanic Hold on movie. hold on did we even say what the news was yet that Endgame um, beat Avatar at the box office We didn't but i think it's self Avatar has finally <laughs> fallen yeah, by and Endgame is king long live king Endgame long live the king But it's weird uh, though cuz when i saw when i saw the numbers um Avatar was only under it by a dollar 
<laughs> yeah, so. okay, but right now it's like a million and a half. <laughs> oh, okay. It's really it's by the tiniest hair, yeah. but god damn it, it's so great. That tiny hair. It's so great. Yeah. It's so great. Because I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I know you actually like Avatar. I, I did. I did. But I like I like if we had time to really get into this, I would I would I think I could prove to you that you don't actually like Avatar. But you would just <laughs> rip it a, a new asshole, I guess. It it's it's not a movie, it's a theme park ride, right? Like it does transport you to a different place, but that place has the shittiest story that you ever that you ever read or ever heard. Like it's the worst script of all fucking time. And um, it, 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 in my opinion, it only succeeded based on hype alone. It was the most hyped movie of all time. It was during a big, like, dead space in science fiction uh, cinema, right? Like, there wasn't a lot. Like, it wasn't like today where there's, like, a, a superhero movie every two months, Granted. you know? That we were like living in a desert of content nerds like us who were into this kind of thing. Yeah. So we were we were all going to check this out regardless because it's a big budget science fiction movie. But the hype on top of that for James Cameron's Machine uh, was so crazy, like <clears throat> um, like nobody could miss this movie. It was an event. Um, well, but nobody but nobody has a favorite Avatar character. Nobody fucking cosplays Avatar. Nobody <laughs> nobody talks about their favorite scene from Avatar. Like this okay. is like. It did. This movie has not penetrated into our psyches. It just was a thing that we all had to do. And you know exactly why it became number one, right? Which, which one? Okay, flashback ten years ago. Okay. What other movies were coming out at the time that were in three D? What other movies could you get away for charging an extra three dollar per ticket at that like, time? So this is why that movie became number one. Everyone right. that saw it, it actually was, it, it failed first weekend. I don't know if you remember this, but it actually failed first weekend. And then word right. of mouth, eventually it started to pick up. And I think it was, I want to say it was like a month later, if I remember correctly. A month later, everyone, because of word of mouth, were like, oh, you got to see this because it's designed to be seen in the theater. So this is why so many people, this is why it got so much money because of that. Well, this is what so, I mean when I say it's yeah. a theme park ride. Like, it, well, I, I, like, like I will, his, I will give it, I will give it that. Like it that, does transport you. All, all James Cameron movies are, are fucking uh, theme park that. rides. Come on, Titanic? Titanic yeah, could okay, have been Titanic a fucking ride. ride. But look, that's Terminator fine. 2 okay, was a fucking okay. theme park Okay, <laughs> let, let, me, let, me, let me back up the truck a little bit and say, and say, and say, I don't care about I don't even want to care about box office. I never did. I never yeah. cared about box office until Avatar took it. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm used to living in a world where Titanic was the king of the box office, mm -hmm. and that was fine to me because I'm used to living in a world where Britney Spears sells the most records, right? right. Like right. I'm, I'm used to not liking the most popular thing in my culture, and I'm fine with that. Like I don't think box office means something is good, obviously, because 100%. I think Av Avatar is awful, right? I, I agree um, with that statement, except so for the I, fact that Avatar is awesome i'm not i don't personally i don't personally okay i i'm yes okay uh i i'm not gonna, I'm not gonna I, okay i didn't love avatar like don't get me don't get me uh but don't get I, me wrong i don't have like avatar shirts i have star wars shirts you know what I'm right. saying? am i right that you that you like avatar for different reasons yeah. like you just you're like this is gonna be a fun hour and a half but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be talking about this story when i leave yeah. right no, like you're right you're right it was, it was uh, it's a, it's generic, a, yeah. It's an experience. It's an experience. You're like, whoa, this sounds, whoa, wow, and whoa, like I feel like I'm 
like this room has changed into a different environment right. and that's cool but like if like if you can't afford to hire a good writer uh, while you're doing all of that then you're not you know you don't deserve to be the greatest of all time anyway you don't deserve to to like uh, have that bragging right and and Cameron like really like such a cocky motherfucker, and yeah, and I'm yeah. so and he's made he's made this so much more satisfying by coming out and making comments like I I hope Marvel I hope people get tired of Marvel soon or whatever he said. Yeah. Um, is complaining about how you know popular movies aren't his movies anymore. Um, I, good on him. Uh, he, he's you know he's had a great ride. He's got all the money in the world. He's got you know tons of records under his belt. He's yeah. worshipped by many. Um, but I I don't know. I really just felt like what the industry is what is who cares about that box office number, right? Not right. me as a fan, really, because I care about good stories. But yeah. um, the industry looks at that and they go, "Wow, whatever Avatar did, that's what we need to do because we need all that money." Yeah. Um, and, and that's what that's what upsets me, right? So having Endgame up there in that spot instead, uh, I, it's just reassuring to me as a fan. Granted, anyway. yeah, no. And, 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 I, and I'm sorry that I keep bashing Avatar, even though you like it. Um, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good, man. Just so everybody understands, I'll say it. Again. I say this every episode, but look, I, just because I don't like a movie doesn't mean I think you're wrong if you like a movie. Okay, like I. There you go. You, you're allowed to like stuff I don't like. I'm not gonna hate you for it or what you got for. So anyway, speaking of James Cameron, Terminator, the new Terminator. Yeah, Can man. We talk about that real quick. Yeah, man, uh, so, that's on my list of things to talk about, right. the, the Terminator news. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, they announced that Edward uh, Furlong is going to actually be back yeah. in it, which yeah. I, I was actually... Uh, yeah. So when I first heard that Limbo... It's the, Linda, one, it's the one thing they could have said, right? Yeah, well, I, when I first heard that Linda Hamilton was going to be in it, I was the first thing that popped in my head was, what about Eddie? Where's Eddie? You know what I mean? I think we so, talked about this on the episode where Steve was on when we talked about the trailer. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I think I think we discussed the fact that the the fact that Linda Hamilton is back, the fact that it's a direct sequel to Terminator Two, yeah. just makes the problem they already had even worse, which is Eddie Furlong is missing, and Eddie Furlong was the heart of Terminator Two. I agree. Right? Yep. Which we loved. Right? We loved that movie. So yep. every movie since, I don't know about you, but to me. Every movie since I have sat there going, "Damn it, I miss Eddie Furlong," and yeah. it's not Termin- it's not Terminator to me anymore, right? Yeah. So I think we talked about that when we discussed the trailer, and then there was nothing they could have said to me after that trailer. I was I had dismissed this movie. I wasn't yeah. interested at all. Yeah. And then this news at Comic Con: Eddie Furlong is in this movie back as John Connor. Yeah. Somehow that I'm suddenly I'm on board. Yeah. I'm in. Let's yep. go see this movie. Yep. Take my money. <laughs> Take my money too. So, um, yeah, no, I was actually impressed with the, uh, they released a featurette. Um, this, the featurette actually did more for me than the actual trailer did. When I saw the trailer, I was like, meh, generic. <laughs> but then when I saw the featurette, I was like, okay, this piqued my interest again. So, right. yeah, so, um, yeah, no, I was, uh, I was a little anti-Terminator, uh, when I first saw the trailer, but now I'm a little bit more back on board, so... Yeah, it seemed like um, just another attempt that was going to flop yes. to me. Um, Which is so until good. until this news and this little yeah. piece of news, you know, um, you know, maybe it's not a big deal. Maybe it'll be a cameo. Maybe yeah, this is true. Yeah, he could. Maybe it'll be a, yeah, for like a flashback scene. Who knows? But um, suddenly, I'm interested again, and you know, 
CGI Ed, Ed, uh, Ed Furlong? <laughs> Maybe. No, no. They did it with sure, Arnie. They did it with yeah. Arnie. Never know. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, uh, Maybe Eddie Furlong Terminators. <laughs> that would be... That would be the twist. There you go. You missed him. Oh, here's a thousand of him. <laughs> Eddie, one thousand and five. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, that news. You know, it's not. It's not a huge piece of news, honestly. Yeah. But it's uh, to me, it's like okay, I'm on board for Terminator. Right. Let's yeah. go. Let's um, do this. Yeah, sign me up now too. Um, so while we're there, um, there's another. There's another piece of kind of nostalgia. Film news, uh, revival news, and we're used to revival news, and we're jaded by it. But this one got me, dude. Okay. This, um, this, it, this, this trailer, uh, this trailer made me feel the need. Hit me. The need for speed. The, <laughs> the need for speed. <laughs> of course, I'm talking about Top Gun Two. Oh, Top Gun Two, Maverick. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which, um, you know what? I heard they were making Top Gun 2, and I scratched my head, and I was like, oh, man, this this could be the worst thing ever yeah. uh, if you if you treat it a certain way. But from what we learned from this trailer, I think they treated it perfectly. Yeah, okay. Like the, the, whole, the whole thing about how, you know, he's like really old. Yeah. He was the most successful pilot ever, yeah. and he never got a promotion. He's still a captain. And, and what's the explanation for that? And um, and then that just that great moment of just uh, Tom Cruise, just like it's it's, it's one of the world, life's greatest mysteries. Yeah. But then they show up, but then they show him in the cockpit, and you know why? Because he can't get out of that cockpit. Because if they promote him, he doesn't get to fly those jets anymore, and he's addicted to flying those jets. And they show just some amazing stunt flying yeah. in the in the trailer. Uh, you know, the plot looks like it. It's we've already heard about this. I think if you followed the news about like the Top Gun, remake. Or something. Um, yeah, know. and the and the main thrust of the story is that human pilots are becoming obsolete and they're being replaced by drones. And, right. uh, and you know, Mavericks got out to prove that humans are still necessary behind the 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 stick or whatever and you know who cares i don't like who knows what the real what the plot of the first top gun movie was really yeah. like it, it, it it's it's an atmosphere piece <laughs> it's a tone piece almost uh but yeah. um uh, it felt uh really cool the shots they did show in this trailer mm -hmm. uh it looks like um it like looks a like a good movie it looks like it look yeah. It looks like that world uh, forty years later. Yeah. So I'll be honest. Uh, it's been it's been a long time, probably nineteen eighty five since I've watched Top Gun, um, yeah. and I feel that uh, if I'm going to go see this movie in the theaters, I'm going to have to revisit the original <laughs> Top Gun. Like I remember scenes. Like I have like you know visions in my head of what happened in the movie. Like you know, them playing volleyball on the beach and all that shit, right? Uh -huh, but uh -huh. um, I'm going to have to sit down and rewatch it because I honestly don't remember that movie. It's all about Goose. Yeah. It's all about it's all about Goose dying, and um, it's funny. I do remember I, that. I do remember that. I was talking to a friend about this a couple of days ago, and um, th this friend was totally anti-Maverick. He was like, Maverick is the villain of Top Gun. <laughs> and... Um, I was like, he was like mad about it. He was like a, he was like a military guy too. So he was oh, like, um, like, like he had like serious beefs, uh, with, uh, with Maverick. And, uh, he was like, yeah, in real life, that guy would, would be in prison, uh, like for life, uh, for like triple life sentence, um, like buried, buried under the prison. Um, 
And he's like, he's like, he kills Goose. Like in the first twenty minutes of the movie, Maverick kills Goose. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm like, yeah. And he's like, Iceman. Iceman was the best part of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and I was like, like, Val, right? Val Kilmer. Yeah, Val Kilmer, yeah. who like is, I assume, going to be back. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, that'd be that'd be a nice little cameo too, right? Then I'm excited about that. Like I'm, just, I'm having a weird Val Kilmer renaissance because when 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 we talk about Willow coming back, right? I, I want Val Kilmer to come back in Willow so right. bad. That's another movie that I'm gonna have to sit down and revisit. I actually bought that on Blu-ray like two years ago, and I still haven't uh, cracked it open. Uh, so good, such yeah. a treat. I don't know. So I Will- literally bought it just because it's Ron Howard uh, produced by uh, George Lucas. So I was like, well, I gotta have this in my collection. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, I'm gonna have to revisit that one too, of course, before the part two comes. It's out. great. It's yeah. great. No, I did. I saw it years ago. I just have to revisit it. So do it. Yeah, I will. So uh, <laughs> what else yeah. we have on the chopping block? Uh you know, while while we're talking about, well, we just jumped ahead to all Comic Con news, so we'll just talk yeah. about Comic Con news. So yeah. there's also the it, there's also the It Two trailer, Woo! which I know you personally yes. are very excited about, I and. This is another example of something that I wasn't excited about. Like okay. I, I thought it was fine, but I've never liked Stephen King. I'm not into the whole Stephen King averse um, the way the way most people are yep. around me. Um, so I'm, I tend to be a drag on these conversations. But <laughs> this trailer, this cast, I'm stoked about. Absolutely, I'm, I love Bill Hader, and yeah. and I can't wait. And James McAvoy as well. Um, filmed in Toronto I, last summer. Yep, and uh, the storyline, of course, uh, I just finished watching Stranger Things, so did you, so, yep. um, it, you know, it feels like that, of course, and, mm-hmm. uh, and it's, uh, yeah, um, I'm excited for it, too. This trailer looked fun. Oh, can, and, we, can we talk about season three of Stranger Things as well? well no, we're going to do a full episode to okay, review okay. season right. thing. Okay, so that's going to be next episode in a couple of days. Okay, um, cool we can we, we can talk about how Stranger Things is awesome this yes. season like season three stranger things i have so much i want to say so about it. good so good yeah yeah amazing, amazing i in my opinion and i'm just gonna throw this out there before we do the actual episode best season of season of stranger things so thus far i agree I, yeah i i amazing, agree amazing and, i love that I, I love that series but i have to say this was the best one so far i agree i agree i didn't even i didn't love it i you know i was on board but i i didn't love it and until now I, I love it this season uh so but let's not blow our load on stranger things we're gonna do a whole episode uh, for you. let's uh <laughs> Yeah, it too. You're more of the you're more of the it fan than I am. So, yeah. like, what did you think of this trailer? Oh, I absolutely loved it. Um, okay, so I'm more of a Stephen King movie fan. I don't think I've ever picked up a Stephen King book. Um, no matter what Stephen King movie you talk about, there's always some fucking douchebag that's like, "Oh, did you read the book?" <laughs> no, I didn't fucking read the book. All right, yeah. so. Um, as far as I can tell, um, so my comparison is I always compare it to the original It from 1990 or whatever it was. Right. So right. as far as I'm concerned, the the uh, It reboot fucking blew that movie, that fucking the Tim Curry movie away. Uh, right. I'm not saying it blew Tim Curry away. I actually right. really like Tim Curry in that in that, right. in that film. I just How could you not? I Tim just Curry's felt yeah, I felt he was the best part. And the rest of it was subpar. Like, even fucking Jack Tripper wasn't that great in that film. 
yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and it, it yeah. got so fucking corny. And it's it's if you watch it today, and so what I did, so I didn't actually watch the um, the original it until uh, when did it come out? Twenty sixteen? Uh, no, twenty seventeen. We're in twenty nineteen, right? So two years yeah. ago, right? So um, nineteen ninety thirty six. So I actually watched the uh the reboot first and then i went back and i watched the uh the original and i will say um i thought the original was shit it's dated i'm sorry whoever's listening i'm sorry i i didn't like it i i thought it was just fucking corny but that being said uh, i absolutely love the new one and i am really looking forward to part two like part two, like that trailer, I was just like on the edge of my seat the whole time. Like this is so fucking good. Yeah, like, I cannot wait. <laughs> so. maybe, maybe the fact that I was what that I saw this that this trailer dropped in the middle of me watching Stranger Things season three. Yes, yes. May, like like this, like it just it looks great. It yeah. looks so fun and. Yes. It's not scary to me. Like I don't go to these movies to be scared, and I don't, I don't think they're scary, but I think they're fun. Oh, and I, I like them. I like them as cool science. That's how I got over my kind of broken understanding of Stephen King. Is like mm. I had to. I had to. And Stranger Things, I think, fix this for me. Okay. Uh, because because I was like, this is not scary to me and i don't get what people are getting because i was try- i was coming at it from this frame of mind where like okay i'm supposed to be scared by this so now what but then i had what, to let go of that yeah uh, um that, a lot of people tell me that's scary you know what there are some people that uh that do find it scary but those are also people that don't watch horror movies you know what i mean like right, right. i'm a i'm and a but, horror movie freak i love my horror movies and I, one thing hmm I guess what I'm saying is I, I, yeah. I, I didn't mean to cut you off though. I don't go ahead. Oh no, Finish I thought point. you were saying, um, basically what I was saying is I love horror movies and it's very few, like things make you jump and yeah. that's usually because of music, right? Cause you get those high pitch, right. And those make yeah. you jump. Right. Yeah. Um, even today I went and saw crawl and there was one scene where like it totally did that except it was like the alligator. So it was like, right. And all of a sudden yeah. you just jump. Right. But yeah. it wasn't a scary movie. But it was a fun movie, by the way. Um, right. But yeah, um, back to what I was saying. Like Stranger Things, I don't find it. I never found it scary, but it has those moments where things jump and it's like, Argh! and those are the things that make you jump. But I don't right. find them scary. Now, something like The Conjuring, those fucking movies are creepy as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, yeah. not all of them because there was a couple duds in there. But yeah, the original Conjuring. Now, to me, that that's a horror movie. That movie actually right. like. You know what I mean? Afterwards, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like that movie resonated with me for a few days. Right, so, and we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about Annabelle comes home later, yes. and we'll we'll have probably have some Conjuring references yeah, dropped in there. For sure, for sure. Okay, go there. Ahead. So, it two trailer was exciting. We both oh, yeah, are we both it. are we both are anticipating this now. Um, so let's round off our little trailer discussion here from San Diego Comic Con. There, there was one more trailer, wasn't there? Yeah, no, yeah, that's what I'm gonna. Uh, here, here, here it comes. Yep. Are you ready? Yep. Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Ah, Come there on. you go. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. damn. Yeah. I I was not a, like Kevin Smith, man. Like he's uh, so, this, man. He's, he's so hit or miss. So hit or miss. It's just like every time he's got something coming out, I'm just I can't get excited for it until yeah. like I I I see. Some, and I just wasn't expecting Jay and Silent Bob reboot to be to have anything to book mm-hmm. me in. But dude, dude. Mm-hmm. 
Val Kilmer's in this. <laughs> he is. That's right. That's right. And, and, and everybody else in the world who I want to yeah. be in this. Ben, yeah. ben Affleck and Matt Damon are back in yeah. this. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, oh, I'm, I'm blanking on. Yeah, I'm blanking on Dawson. Dawson from Dawson's Creek. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and they bring and Jason, back Jason Biggs. Yeah. 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 Both reprising their roles. It's the the, the plot of Jalen Silent Bob reboot is that uh, <laughs> the movie that was made of Jay and Silent Bob from the uh, what's the episode? It of was the, it was uh, Jay and Bob Strike Ball. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and, um, which was about about a movie being made about Jay and Silent Bob yeah. Bloodman and Chronic. The whole plot of this is that the people thought people thought. <laughs> The original Blood Man and Chronic movie was bad, yeah. and that's being rebooted. And it's so it's such a great fanboy yeah. uh, takedown. It's like it looks it's so funny, and it's yeah. and the cast is just huge. And everybody, it's all callbacks. It's all returning characters. What you love about about uh, Kevin Smith. Uh, verse movies, uh, the the VSQ, uh universe. You know what I found a little creepy about this trailer, though? What? <laughs> the um, the fact that uh, Harley Quinn Smith is is uh, is, is uh, Jay's daughter in this film. Yeah. <laughs> and when I looked at the two, like when they were going back and forth, I'm like, "Shit is is Captain Smith trying to tell us something?" Well, no, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, you know I think no, I think that's because Kevin Smith's wife actually bears a more a little bit of a resemblance to Jay Views. Yeah, I um, guess. but she his daughter looks like his wife, uh, like a real lot like his yeah. wife. Uh, what I but that moment in the trailer, I'm glad you brought that up because that moment in the trailer was the one moment where I thought, oh no, is this going to go in a weird way? Because it's I thought it was weird that Kevin Smith decided to like the only. It's the longest section of dialogue yeah. in the trailer is his daughter's role yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, are you going to like get all douchey on me here and try to shove your daughter down my throat as an actress? But it's it's funny. It's great. It's great dialogue. It's mm-hmm. great. It's great. Like it reminded me of Clark's dialogue, like classic Kevin Smith dialogue. And um, and I'm looking forward to seeing her in this film now. I'm looking yeah. forward to the characters who aren't the big stars <laughs> that I was just naming. Um, but dude, when I saw that Val Kilmer is playing Blunt Man yeah. <laughs> in the reboot yeah, yeah. of Blunt Man and Chronic, I was so happy because I was, I was just saying, like, I'm I'm stoked for Val Kilmer to come back in in Willow. I'm stoked for Val Kilmer to come back in, in Top Gun. Top Gun, yeah. and now he's he's back in this. In and it's actually a remake. That he's in in this, it's so crazy and, yeah. and meta and wonderful. I love it. I can't wait for this movie. Can we get a top secret part two then? Can we get a top secret part? Oh two? wow! Deep cut. <laughs> Deep cut. Like, come on! If you're gonna give me, if you're gonna bring Val Kilmer back to Hollywood, come on! Give me back. Give me a top secret part two. <laughs> That's sure. all I'm saying. Sure, but I want my list of three first. Yeah. Okay. Produced by um uh fuck I'm drawing a blank on their on their name though uh not it's not Abrams fuck uh who are the who's the guys that did Airplane and uh top top secret oh I'm drawing a blank on their name uh, I don't it's know right there on the tip of my tongue but anyways bring them back and bring back fucking top secret too <laughs> that's all I'm saying okay <laughs> well and blazing saddles. Uh, that, no. was, that was Mel Brooks. That was Mel yeah, Brooks. I know. Yeah. Uh, but um, but what, uh, dude, I 
Have you heard any news about a new Spaceballs? Because well, they did. They had advertisements for a Spaceballs two coming like around. I don't know if you saw this, but they actually had posters around. I think it was France. And it I think those like were fan made. Those were fan made. Was? Yeah, that yeah. was a viral thing. That was a viral okay. thing. Yeah, um, so I guess everyone thought it was coming. I, I okay, I haven't heard anything, but I'm gonna make a quick prediction right now after yeah. episode after episode nine. I bet you it's already in production, but they're waiting until episode nine to finish the script because they want to make jokes from the whole from the whole uh, saga. Which would make sense. Uh, which makes a lot of sense, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but I promise you after episode nine we're gonna get the best Spaceballs movie. Oh, I hope so. Like, I, I'm totally on board for this. Okay, but I totally jumped. I jumped off the rails here. Uh, so while we're on Marvel panels, Marvel. I'm sorry. While we're on Comic Con stuff, let's get to the Marvel panel. Let's get back. Let's yeah, yeah. Because I mean, this was the biggest, the biggest kind of expected thing from the from the weekend at Comic Con. Yeah, yeah. And there was some big news. Honestly, I'm kind of uh, meh on a lot of it. Um, okay. Uh, there wasn't any, for me, there wasn't any showstopper news. There wasn't any, oh my God, I'm so psyched for this. You know what news. I was excited about, actually? What's that? Go and, ahead. And uh, it's probably the one that you would least expect me to be excited about. Okay. And Go that ahead. is, what if? They're making a what if uh, TV show. Right. They're making that's... a what if TV show and it's animated. Yes. Is it and... anim- okay. Yes, I didn't know yes. that. And but it's going to but it's going to feature um, characters from the films and the actors from the films are and going to voice voices. their characters yes. in the animated series. So yeah, we can get all kinds of fantastic um, Marvel stories based on the films, but mm-hmm. uh, alternate versions, alternate yeah. stories what if? of what happened. Yeah. yeah. So, but like what? Like this is based on the what if uh, Marvel comic, yep, comic, and and just an example of what happens in a what if comic is um, what we're going to get in the actual plot of Thor four, mm. <laughs> which is what if, uh, what if uh, what, Thor was a girl. What if Thor was a girl, and uh, more importantly, what if Jane, his uh, girlfriend, uh, was the one wielding Mjolnir? Yes. Okay. Uh, and so we're getting that in Thor Four: Love and Thunder, mm-hmm. uh, which is which was the biggest news that people were talking about coming out of Marvel panel. A lot of people are are upset, uh, of course, because mm-hmm. we're getting a female Thor, and it's Natalie Portman, yeah. which I think is wonderful. I I've like a um, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but if you gave me the keys to Star Wars and said you're in charge of Star Wars now, one of the first things I would do is call Natalie Portman and say, "Please come back and let us make a Padme movie, so right. we can gi- so we can give you a good script, uh, a, a good story, do justice to your acting ability, do yeah. justice to this character. Yeah. Uh, you know, please let please come back and let me fix the way you were treated." Yeah. In the, in the Star Wars prequels, and it looks to me like Taika Waititi is doing that to Natalie Port with Natalie Portman about, about Thor, right? Mm-hmm. I, he's he's clearly the message here is you know we don't like what happened with Natalie Portman in Thor, yeah. so we're gonna come back and we're gonna we're gonna not only bring her back and give her a better role, we're gonna make her Thor, yeah, uh, which is. Uh, I think it's fine. I, I, you know, I don't have any problem with it at all. I'm, no. I, I, I'm, I'm stoked about a new Thor movie. I'm stoked about Taika Waititi writing and directing it. Yeah. Uh, whatever decision he's going to make, I'm on board for. I love Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that she's going to finally, probably, hopefully, get a, a get a good role. Uh, get tr- get the respect, uh, the treatment she deserves. Yeah, yeah um, I agree. But 
again, like this isn't like show-stopping news to me. This is like good news, definitely. Yeah. But to me, this should have been like the third biggest announcement right. uh, from the Marvel panel, and it appears to have been the biggest announcement from mm. the Marvel panel. Um, I mean, other news included this uh, this Shang Chi movie. Yeah. Uh, Kung Fu Master character. Okay, that okay, fine. Like I don't have any beef with this. Like I, I it's not a character. It's not a comic book I'm familiar with. Yeah. Um, I like kung fu movies. Do I think Marvel is going to make a good kung fu movie? I don't know. Never know. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. <clears throat> uh, uh, we'll so see. You heard the kid is uh, actually from Toronto that they uh, that they cast. Yes. Yeah. So uh, the the main kid, um, he was on uh, Kim's Convenience apparently. I never watched Kim's Convenience, but apparently he was on that show. I uh, was a huge Kim's Convenience okay, fan. Okay, well there you go. Um, yeah, he was. He's, he's uh, he was on that show apparently. Okay, so that's okay. what I read. So. Awesome. Uh, other news: They announced um, the title of the next Doctor Strange movie, mm. uh, uh, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Um, that should be cool. Doctor Strange. Uh, I love the first Doctor Strange movies. Probably yeah. in my top. Probably in my top three or four. That was a. That was a. It was a definitely a fun movie. It was definitely one of their most uh, creative movies. Yeah, I believe. Um, yeah, and no, I, I, I really want some time with Doctor Strange now yeah. in the in the post Endgame world. Like, I really want someone to have a conversation with Doctor Strange on screen where he talks about some of the machinations about what happened in Endgame mm. because you know he was kind of a puppet master in yeah. in uh, Infinity War yeah. and and everything that he set in motion played out in, in Endgame. So, like a little bit of exposition with him, just a little chat about all that, would have been nice at some point. Yeah. Uh, but his movie's not coming out until twenty twenty one, so I wouldn't expect that to even happen. Yeah. Uh, but so, um, probably nothing more than a passing reference to his role in Endgame will occur uh, by then. Uh, but Thor and Doctor Strange, it looks like twenty twenty one is going to be a, a good Marvel year for me because those are that's the vein I like. Right, man, we're in this like. Uh, um, like mystical and kind of um, uh, theological kind of world, right? Like Thor is kind of a god, like a godlike character, and uh, Doctor Strange is a mystical character, and these yeah. are like the the kind of cooler, grittier, more seventies metal feeling kind of Marvel titles to me. Right. Am I right about that? Yeah, no, like, like like heavy metal comics kind of yeah. uh, vibes, right? One of the things that um, that was announced as well, which I thought was really cool, is um, I'm going to mess up his name, but Mahershala Ali is going to be playing Blade. the new Blade. Yeah, so, and perfect. He's perfect. Now, is uh, that I didn't hear though? Is that going to be a movie or a TV show? It's a movie. Oh, is it okay? It's, yeah, yeah. And and the villain in that in that is going to be the man, no. Wait a minute. Shang Chi's villain is going to be the Mandarin. I'm sorry, I screwed up the two the two announcements. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the other thing about Shang-Chi, was that we're actually going to get the real Mandarin, yep. uh, not the fake version that we got in Iron Man 2. Okay. Um, and, but Blade, yeah. Uh, you know, I, again, that's that's cool news, but uh, we were expecting Blade to be reintroduced. We just weren't sure if they were going to use Wesley Snipes. Maybe they still used Wesley Snipes. Maybe he'll be like the older Blade who like taught this Blade what he did, you know, how to be Blade. Yes, sir. Uh, that would be cool if they did something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But I still think that this guy is perfect. He's this guy to me is the new Wesley Snipes. Uh, he was awesome in Alita: Battle Angel, which was one of the most underrated movies of 2018. Yeah. 
2019? Wait a minute. What year uh, was it? It came out last movies? year, so 2018. Okay. Anyway, uh, he was he was great in that movie. He's great in everything he does. Um, and to me, he's the new Wesley Snipes. He's the 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 perfect choice for the new Blade. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. No, he was. Good. Uh, but is Blade like the most exciting thing to me? No, because Blade's something that we're familiar with. And yeah. But I mean, I, I guess if it was a new Wolverine, I would be super excited. So that's not that that doesn't really apply. But um, didn't they announce yeah. a Fantastic Four movie too? No, he mentioned he mentioned Fantastic Four. He said, "Oh, we didn't even have time to talk about how we're going to incorporate Fantastic Four and mm-hmm. mutants." And that was it. That was all. That was oh, all that he was said. All said. Okay, we're right. going to incorporate Fantastic Four and mutants, which means there's no plans for it yet. He doesn't know yet how mm-hmm. he's going to incorporate them. That's why they're not talking about it because right. um, they had all this other stuff in the pipeline. There's a lot of more, lot more news about what's going to happen on the streaming service. We got confirmation that there's going to be a Hawkeye sh- series now, yeah. uh, where he's training uh, his daughter That's to be the yeah. new Hawkeye. Yep. Um, Loki. Uh, yeah, we got more news about the Loki show. We got confirmation that it does pick up right after Endgame. So well, it's the alternate, it, the alternate heard, universe Loki. I heard it takes place during Endgame. So remember the scene where he uh, picks up the uh, Tesseract in the flashback? Yeah. It's, and it he picks like, up there. disappears? That's where it picks up. Right. It starts so, there. Yeah. Right. So we find out what happens to that alternate version of Loki. So this alternate version of Loki... Uh, just got his ass beat by Hulk and the Avengers yep. um, in the first Avengers movie, and then he managed to grab the Tesseract and escape uh, mm-hmm. right after. And so, you know, none of the events of the Thor movies, uh, the second or Thor two and three, have happened to this Loki. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, it's a different Loki, but uh, it's going to be cool to get Tom Hiddleston back in this series, and uh, it should be a good show. Yeah. Uh, it's all, but it almost feels like another what if series, right? So I feel like we've got a lot of what if feelings. We have actual what if coming, but then this Thor movie is also a what if. It's it's a what if comics uh, story, um, and um, this Loki, the fact that it's an alternate universe Loki, it's, it feels like a what if. What if Loki had escaped with the Tesseract after yeah. the? You know, that's exactly what the the cover of that comic would be. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that looks good. Uh, we got um, more information about the WandaVision show. Uh, I'm not familiar uh, with WandaVision. Uh, when I first saw it, I thought I said WandaVision, but uh, it's Scarlet Witch. Oh, is it? Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah it's called WandaVision it? because her name is Wanda, and mm-hmm. because Vision is going to be on it as well. So right. it's a funny. Okay. It's a joke name. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's funny. When I first saw it, I was good. like, WandaVision. Oh, they're gonna make it Wakanda. Sh- oh, wait a minute, that says Wanda. <laughs> So. A Wakanda show would be good. That's a good idea. Right? You should you should tell them they should do that. That's yeah, a good idea. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, because we could just you could just have the inner workings of like the Wakanda politics, and that could be the whole show. That'd be yeah, great. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <The> Falcon, <laughs> what other news? The Falcon and Winter Soldier show. Yeah, hopefully that's a variety show. Yeah. Uh, if you, it's gonna be like Captain America without Captain America. No, I think it'd be great if it was like a variety show, like from the seventies. You want to do sketches and, and songs? You want Falcon to have his acoustic guitar, right? <laughs> oh man, that, anyway. now that's a fucking show. That's that's what we should be pitching. That, yeah, Wakanda Vision and the fucking Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, variety show. <laughs> what was that fucking? Um, what was that Canadian show again? The Schuster Brothers or something? Wayne and Schuster. Wayne and Schuster. That it's it needs to be something like that. <laughs> <laughs> or make it like hee haw. 
Yeah, or the Smothers Brothers. <laughs> the Smothers Brothers. These are deep cuts now, man. This is like <laughs> old, old shows we're talking about. The Carol Burnett Show. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh fuck. Let's just let's just keep going with this. The Brady fucking Friday hour. <laughs> Don and Marie. The Brady Friday. Do you remember? Do you remember um, the Brady? Sunny, yeah, I no, I remember it exists. I don't remember it, but yeah, uh, I vaguely remember uh, it. <laughs> another one, Sunny and Cher. Then you got me just one. Um, Captain and Tennille. Captain and Tennille. See, that, that already works. Um, Smith and Smith. <laughs> uh, Smith was and Smith. What, I don't remember. Was that like. One. That's the Canadian. That's another Canadian one. Uh, okay. The married couple. Yeah, that's actually now that you're saying that, that kind of sounds familiar now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Is there any other news from Comic Con uh, that we want to talk about? I'm not even but, sure, dude. Uh, Game of Thrones panel got booed uh, oh, when, really? when they defended the ending of the show, oh, wow. <sighs> and it was like all the stars were on the panel, like oh, the, the cast. Um, so that's kind of a, a sad moment. Uh, I wish that didn't happen. Um, and and the Picard panel confirmed that basically oh, yeah. everybody, ev- everybody trailer. from oh my god, I forgot about that. And they confirmed that basically everybody from the next generation is going to be guesting on the series, of okay. course. Nice. Well, in the uh, did you watch the trailer? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the trailer, I, I we had uh, um, Data, and uh, there was another appearance too. And I'm drawing a blank on who it was. You probably know. Uh, I don't remember. No, it was some. I feel like it was a girl. I didn't recognize so her, much, but I'm sure you probably know. So much, so much water under the bridge since I watched that trailer. Uh, no, fair I don't. Enough, remember, but I remember that his dog is named Number One, and that he's not in Starfleet. So it's an interesting story. I'm looking forward to Picard. And it's uh, going to be on Amazon Prime. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All these, all these streaming services, man. Yeah. It's a, it's a good thing we live in. Never mind. I shouldn't even go down this road and talk about what else we're talking about. <laughs> anyway, brother, uh, looking forward to all these TV shows. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how we're going to get them all in. I don't know how we're going to... Uh, man, I don't know what we're going to cover, so really. Much, so much, so much. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot, man. We're going to need We're gonna need to put a, do an episode every day, I think, starting... <laughs> we're just going to have to quit our jobs and just focus on this. Full yeah, time. yeah, yeah. Quit our jobs. I wish, yeah. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> do you want to do, do you want to talk about these three movies that we were going to review? Yeah, let's, uh, let's do a quick run. Toy special. Do, yeah, let's okay. do a quick run through. So the three movies: Toy Story Four, yeah, uh, Child's Play, the reboot, the reboot, and Annabelle Comes Home. Uh, three films starring possessed toys. Yeah, two of them owned by Andy. So for some reason, as human beings, we love to tell stories about. Toys mm-hmm. having souls or seeking souls or basically being alive inside mm-hmm. and coming to life and trying to help us or trying to kill us. I don't know where I'm going with this. Trying but to take our soul. We, we like to write stories about toys. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Toy Story it's, 4. It's, Let something, me just, it's something we can okay. all relate to because we all had toys, right? It's definitely yes. something relatable. But anyways, go ahead. Sorry. And, and some of us were afraid of those toys. Mm-hmm. And some of us um, thought our toys were our friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. There's a lot going on here. Yeah. John Peck. Um, <laughs> Toy Story 4, my top headline for this film was why. Uh, Toy Story 3 was so great, right? It was so 
perfect. It was the perfect part three of a trilogy. It was the perfect third act. Uh, it was a great movie. It's a movie that even my one and a half year old will sit through most of, uh, and he won't hang in for a movie. Like you gotta, you gotta really have a lot of uh, like um, <clears throat> really baby childlike stuff on the screen for him to stay interested. Um, and, but for something for him to be interested and for me to enjoy the story at the same time, mm-hmm. that never have ever happens. That's a rare, rare thing. Okay. Toy Story four. Oh, sorry, Toy Story three is is one rare example of where me and my one and a half year old agree, and uh, the other example of that is Secret Life of Pets. Okay. But Toy Story four, when this when this happened, I was surprised. I don't. I think a lot of people were surprised when this was announced originally, mm-hmm. um, because there was kind of a big deal made. I thought that Toy Story three was the end. Didn't you think that too? Yeah. Well, I definitely thought it was the end, but you know what? Um, they saw an opportunity to sequel it. To continue the story, why not make more money, right? That's what they're all about. Yeah, yeah, so, I guess, I guess, and I guess. Pixar, uh, Toy Story is Pixar's biggest property, so. Yeah, um, so I was narratively worried. How, like, like, are we going to ruin the great uh, story that we just completed yeah. uh, by by putting on a subpar chapter? And I, I wouldn't say that happened. I, I, I'd say this movie is is good um it's it's not toy story 3 it's it's not that level of greatness for me or even close to well okay maybe in the ballpark maybe 75 percent um uh what can i say about the story um once again it's about uh woody having trouble with accepting changes in in life um uh it's about it's about woody kind of grappling with um things changing uh which was kind of the the situation was toy story three i thought um um the the series seems to be about woody trying to hold on to conservatism, right? Like, like, let's not let, let anything change ever. Let's hold on to this, this perfect state of childhood. Mm -hmm. Um, and when things change, I get stressed out and I have to try to stop it. And then I learn that it's going to be okay in the end, basically in a nutshell. Am I right? Yeah. In a nutshell. Uh, yeah, I have to agree. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, um, the film uh, focuses um, less on Buzz. I heard a lot of people like complaining yeah. about that. I was actually surprised um, about that too. He didn't play a main part. Like he was there, but he wasn't like. I right. definitely, uh, I definitely did notice that as well. Uh, and we brought uh, back Bo Peep. Yes, and they focus more a little bit more on uh, uh, what was it, Sporky? And the new character Forky, yeah. right? Yeah, was it Forky and the, or and the whole- Sporky? It's Forky. It's Forky. Okay. Even though he's made it of a spork. That, that's a joke yeah. in the movie. Yeah. That's a joke in the movie. So the, basically the plot of the movie is the little girl who is now the owner of the toys that we know from Toy Story, the Toy Story series, Barney. Uh, she's starting kindergarten. Yeah. And she's also... Um, uh, we we like learned right in the beginning that Woody is no longer the, her favorite toy. Right. That Woody is not the leader of the toys anymore. So he's kind of dealing with the fact that sometimes he doesn't get played with while all the other toys do. Yeah. Uh, she takes his sheriff badge away and gives it to uh, I forget the girl the girl yeah. cowboy the cowgirl. Yeah, anyway, she, she makes she makes the female cowgirl the sheriff yeah. stuff like that. Um, and then she has to go to kindergarten. She's very stressed out about it. She wants to take her toys to kindergarten with her, and there's a rule against that. Yeah. And and um, so she goes to kindergarten, and she feels awkward and alone. And the first thing she does when they do arts and crafts is she makes herself a toy to play with. Yeah. She she makes Forky out of a spork and some pipe cleaners and mm-hmm. some sticks and some glue. And, and the, some joke, the joke. 
He's called Forky, but he's made of a spork. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but that's that's yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the point of it is, Forky comes to life like the rest of the toys. He's a new toy that Bonnie just created with her bare hands. So like. Mm people take on the role of God in this movie, basically, right? Like, we can create this this, this, this species of possessed toys um, just out of junk. And this is the whole, and, and Forky has a whole identity crisis. I don't want to be a toy. I'm junk. I want to be in the garbage. I'm not supposed to be. And then, and then Woody has to get him through it. Um, you know, a fun movie. Uh, and again, it focuses a lot on Bo Peep. The return of the Bo Peep character, she kind of becomes... Uh, Woody's main uh, companion, sidekick, uh, and more of a focus character than Buzz Lightyear in this film. Yeah. Uh, you have the conservative assholes online complaining about that, saying that it's another, uh, you know, uh, attempt to push feminism. <laughs> uh, uh, which is bull. Uh, overall, I'd say this is a fun movie. Again, I think I'd say if you're a big fan of Toy Story three, as I am, like I am, I say it's about seventy five percent of the Toy Story three experience. Um, so, uh, how, how would I rate it? Uh, for me, it's like a eh, seven out of ten. Okay. Uh, out of all the Toy Stories, maybe I'd put it um, third out of the out of the whole series for me. Okay. Anyway. How about you? Yeah, um, I I really dug it. I thought it was a good film. I was uh, I was entertained throughout the entire thing. Um, story was uh, story was all right. It was a little different from the others, which was good. Um, myself, I'm probably sitting at about an eight, so yeah. I would probably give it like an eight out of ten. Word. Yeah. So yeah. And yeah. compared to Toy Story three, uh, it's been a while since I watched Toy Story three, but uh, okay. I do remember really liking it. And I do remember actually shedding a tear, like at the end. You had a kid watching it. Yeah, when they were like close to dying, I was just like, (laughs) "Yeah, (laughs) right." So, but no, I remember really liking like that. I would probably put that probably like a nine. Uh, So I would probably, yeah. No, I think um, progressively, I think the move the the series um, move move very good forward. Like so, um, I like part two more than I like part one. Even though I love part one, but I probably like part three more than I like part two. So right. maybe leave four at number four. Right. Okay. Um, so Toy Story Four is still in theaters. Um, it, it was it was a little bit of a disappointment in the box office. It was projected to make 140 million. It only made 120 million in its opening weekend. Right. Uh, and they're saying now that it might not make a billion. So these are these are milestones that they that they set that they expect to meet. If they don't meet them, then that then that gets the studio upset. Um, so like previous um, movies like uh, Wreck-It Ralph two, I think mm-hmm. had bigger opening weekends than Toy Story four. So that was kind of a disappointment. But um, Toy Story four is still in theaters. So uh, you know if you're a Toy Story fan. Um, you should check it out and uh, take a kid. Yeah. 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 Moving on. Chucky. Chucky. Child's Play. Child's Play reboot. This is a reboot and this is a whole new take on Chucky. And um, you know what? You're more of a Child's Play fan than I am, uh, for sure. Um, You're more of a horror guy all around. Um, So I'm like, like barely... Barely remember the plot of the of the original Child's Play. It was a it was a it was an escaped con, convict who yeah. possessed the doll. Yeah, so it was like, like the the doll was possessed by an evil spirit. Yeah, that's why it killed in the first series, right? Essentially, it was the same except for the fact that uh, Charles Lee Ray, who was the hence Chucky, who um, basically was being chased by the cops at the beginning, he was like um, like a serial killer or something, whatever. But he also um, he also had. Um, 
um, he went to a, a like a voodoo doctor or something like that. So he knew how to move his soul into other things. So right. he uh, he gets chased into a toy store. He uh, sees the doll and he gets the idea to possess to to to, to put his soul into the doll. And then um, the whole thing about the uh, first child's play is if he doesn't move his soul to something else, he will become trapped within that that thing that he p- put his um, soul into. So right. um, eventually he gets gifted to Andy um, and eventually he he tries to put his soul into Andy. So, but yeah. So, um, unlike the uh, the reboot now, instead of uh, a serial killer who is um, who who moves his soul into a doll, um, it's actually a doll that is, um, I guess, I I I don't want to say um, it's not possessed, but it's like no, mal. mal it's um, AI. Yeah, it's AI, but it it um. So the they it starts off with. Uh, with um in a Chinese factory, of course, and uh, this guy's like on a computer, and then all of a sudden his boss comes yelling at him. He's like, "You're an idiot!" Blah blah blah. You're, this is your last day. Pack your stuff up. You're out of here. So he basically takes the program of the doll and makes it bad. <laughs> right, right, right. right? Let's, so, let's let's just let's just clarify before we move on. Yeah. So so in this reboot of Child's Play, we have completely thrown away. Mm-hmm. All the entire, the entire, all the plot that you just talked about, the the whole, the whole dead serial killer who's got his his, his soul has been transferred into yeah. the doll, yeah. and then it might get trapped there, but he's got to find another body to, to, to host, like all yeah. of the all of that is thrown away. It's thrown the away. plot of this movie is not that at all. Yeah, it's thrown all we've away. kept is the doll. But um, I think the whole thing behind that is they're trying to modernize it because yes, exactly, because exactly what they're trying. this iBuddy is essentially Alexa in your home, right? So right. it controls your TV, it controls yes. your fucking yes. your microwave, it controls your fucking coffee pot. You know what I mean? So yes. they're trying to make this doll like the Alexa. Basically, right. but, but it I just I want to wanna, I want to make this distinction because this is important for later when we talk about Annabelle. Right. That the plot of this movie is doll is not possessed by an evil no. spirit. This is not a spiritual um, uh, kind of ghost story. It's not a ghost story at all. No. This is a technological thriller. Yeah. This is actually based. Um, honestly, this movie rips off AI. In this, a big, this, this in movie, major, major way. This movie rips off the fucking Simpsons. <laughs> I don't know if you remember <laughs> that episode of Simpsons. It was one of the Treehouse Nightmares. Excuse me, episodes where uh, Bart had a doll of um, uh, what's the clown called again on that show? Um, Krusty. Krusty. It was a Krusty the Clown doll, and all of a sudden it, it like starts trying to like kill Homer and all this shit, and then he they like call like like the toy company and the guy comes to repair it and he's like oh here's the problem it's uh turned on to evil right right, right <laughs> and he right, flips right. the that's switch sweet. to like that's nice yeah. and it's like yeah. i love you homer right so yeah. <laughs> essentially they're right. fucking ripping off the simpsons right, right. <laughs> so but but in ai right yeah. there's there's these little boy robots that you can buy to like be your little boy right and they imprint onto humans and they actually are supposed to feel emotions and and 
and the AI gets broken yeah. because he like is so in love with his mother. His emotions drive him to like break, right? And that's what happens. These dolls imprint on their ch children. So when you get the doll, you imprint on them, and it's exactly it was this. The scene was exactly the same as the scene from AI, uh -huh. where the mother where the mother imprints on the child, uh, on the on the robot, uh, where the kid imprints himself on the Chucky doll, right. the eye the eye buddy. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I actually blocked that movie out of my head. I fucking hate it. But yeah, um, it also that Will Smith movie, uh, wasn't it called Artificial Intelligence? Where the same I sort robot. of thing. I Robot. That's what it was called, right? Where um, right. these basically exact same thing happens. These things mm -hmm. turn robot on humans. Right, yeah, right, right. Turn, yeah, they turn on the humans and they right. tried to uprise, except there was right. a so lot that's... more of them. So this is my headline for Chuck for for the new Child's Play. Yeah, it's a robot uprising movie. Yeah, based, okay. right. So this so and and it's it's all set off by uh, a factory worker in China yeah. gets yelled at by his boss, yeah. and the factory worker is like, "Fine, screw you! I'm going to program this doll to be evil." <laughs> so he takes off the security protocols on yeah. the AI. So it's it's like it's as a science fiction premise, it's dumb. Okay, yeah, yeah, this like this movie like. If if you're looking for a smart technological thriller, yeah. this is not fucking it. This like they did not movie. put any effort into trying to logically explain how we're living in a world where these robots exist. Like this is technology that does not exist in the real world. Like you said, it does have like connections to Alexa and stuff like that. Yeah. It does like it does have a couple of familiar things like that. But other than that, it is a fully working, fully intelligent robot yeah. just like in the ai movie yeah. and this movie is not set in 2050 this movie is supposedly today yeah. and like nothing else looks super advanced nothing in this world looks super technological no. except for these buddy toys so the whole premise is so fucking dumb you know what? Um, okay I, I will say this about the movie i was actually into the film um for like the first two acts I actually didn't mind it. Like it was kind of like a yeah. new, a new um, yeah. uh, take on Chucky, which yeah. I, I had no problem with. Uh, there was parts yeah. of it which I found, you know, cheesy, obviously. Yeah. But th this movie really lost me in the third act. True. It really did, and I don't know if you felt the same way. Like when they went, when they uh, went to the fucking oh, yeah. toy store opening. No, the third act was garbage. Yeah, oh, the third act was sure. so bad. For sure, the selling points of this movie for me, Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, uh, she's she's pretty good as the mom, and she's a pretty realistic mom. Like you're gonna think she's an awful mom, yeah. but she's a pretty realistic single mom, yeah. honestly. Yeah. And her her asshole boyfriend, who's kind of the the, the villain yeah. Yeah. in some part, or he's the the guy who we don't mind chucky murdering we enjoy yeah. chucky murdering that guy um uh so like there there's some great character work in this there is there's some there's some like there's some performances in this movie that are worth seeing mm -hmm. uh, and if you're just a genre person and you just like like to just take in everything uh you know definitely see this i'm not i'm not saying it's a bad movie just because i say the premise is stupid yeah. but the premise is stupid uh, do you feel that I, uh the boyfriend was kind of shoehorned in um he was you know what i mean like like, okay, so because we find out later that he actually has a family and Chucky actually yeah. goes to his fucking house. Yeah. And then we'll he's like outside in, in what looked like fucking summer. Right. <laughs> putting up fucking Christmas lights. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then he yeah. gets killed by a fucking lawnmower, but it's supposed to be winter. And you know what I mean? Like, I felt that, like. That, I that felt whole like, plot reveal was played for shock, I think, but it, yeah. it just seemed like weird. Yeah, you're right. shoehorned in. And yeah. I, I feel like they were like probably sitting around a table and they're like, 
oh, I know. What if um, what if there's a scene where Chucky fucking runs over him with a fucking lawnmower? But how are we going to get him outside? Oh, he can hang right. fucking Christmas lights. You know what I right. mean? But right. yeah, I but, but we got to make the audience really hate him first. So quickly reveal that he has a family and then get him on that ladder. And then fucking yeah, kill. yeah. <laughs> um, but All right. but. But, but yeah, yeah uh, what's anyway, your, what's um, your, what's your rating for this one? For my rating for, uh, it's hard for me to rate a child's play movie because I, this isn't my genre. So I, I have, don't have a lot of benchmarks to comp- compare it to. Okay. Like I do, I do think it's worth checking out, but I, I don't want to endorse it as a great movie. I don't, I don't know. I don't think it'll get a sequel. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't know how it did at the box office, but I know it's out of the top 10 already. Yeah, um, yeah. even though you can still go see it. Um, so I don't know, man. I guess I, I would. I didn't hate it. I'll give it a six out of ten. I'm right uh, there. I'm right there with you. Yeah, uh, okay. I was thinking around the Great. same six. Six out of ten. Six out of ten for both six, of us. Six, for, six out of ten for child's play. Boom! Ah, there it is. Anyway, Annabelle. moving on to our final review. Uh, uh, Annabelle comes home. Annabelle. Um, Annabelle comes home, and now this is a is a contrast to Child's Play in the way that this is a classic ghost story. Yeah, yeah. This is a possessed doll. This is a this is based in a spiritual world. This is based on Christian mythology specifically. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a, a classic horror movie, which is what this Conjuring universe uh, is, is has it. always brought us. Right, and it needed it. Yes, it needed it because their last uh, few outings, no. <laughs> no, the nun uh, so was complete examples? fucking garbage. Uh, right. The first two Annabelle movies were not uh, anything spectacular. The first one right. was was uh, subpar. The second one was actually not too bad. But this one, it felt like Conjuring Part Three to me. Uh, they introduced a whole bunch of new characters, which will obviously get their own spinoff movies eventually. Um, but yeah, as far as I'm concerned, this movie is hands down the best in the series of the Annabelle movies. I, I thought it was fun. It's, mm. it's full of j- jump scares. It's jump scare yeah. after jump scare after jump yeah. scare. What's cool about it is that it is kind of not a prequel, but it's it's in the timeline of the Conjuring films. Yeah. This takes place at the same time as the first Conjuring movie. It actually the first Conjuring movie opens with the I forget the name of the couple, the Ghost Hunter couple, but yeah. they're actually putting they're putting Annabelle in the glass case in their secret room yeah. in that movie, and then they leave and they go off and the events of the Conjuring happen. Yeah. This is what. This is what happens at their house while they're while they're yeah. off dealing with the events of the Conjuring. Yeah. So it's a it's cool if you're into the Conjuring multiverse or universe. Uh, it is kind of a cool um, kind of addition piece yeah. to the whole puzzle of that I universe. Agree. I agree. Um, and I agree that it's a fun movie and it's a classic, just jump scare movie. Yeah. It's a haunted doll who is bringing out um, all of the other ghosts from the haunted objects that this ghost hunter couple has. Mm-hmm. And I, I should know their names. I'm sorry. Ed, um, Ed and Warren. Sorry, Warren and um, and Lorraine. The Warrens. The Warrens. The Warrens. The Warrens. Right. Right. Uh, so, like, they have all these haunted items in their in their house, and the Annabelle doll brings all the ghosts to life. And it's just a whole. This whole movie is it's a it's a cast of kids. You know, it's a little girl and her babysitter and her babysitter's teenage friends. Who I absolutely um, fucking hated. Yeah, and you were, but you were <laughs> but, supposed to. But you know what? Uh, if it wasn't for her, if it wasn't for her, the movie wouldn't have happened. 
Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, Joe, no, I hated her yeah. character, and yeah. I really wanted bad things to happen to her character. Right. So it's a typical <laughs> horror movie character where yeah. she does everything wrong. Yeah. She sets off the whole all of the events. We're talking about the babysitter's best friend character. Yeah. She's the impetus for all the bad events in the movie. Um, uh, but uh, you know, she doesn't do anything that's not classic horror movie right. tropes, right? Yeah. Yeah. And if you're a fan of this genre, I think. Uh, like Annabelle comes home definitely head and shoulders above Child's Play or yeah. uh, you know it's 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 a movie that I would recommend to any horror fan. Um, it's I fun. Agree. It's not too heavy. It's not too gory. It's not really gory at all. I don't uh, think. Yeah, no, I don't um, remember any gory. It's a go. It's a ghost story. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and um, it's a, it's got a bunch of fun jump scares. It's got a fun young cast. Yeah. It's got a fun. It's got a funny script. Uh, it's, it's it's not too heavy, but it, you know it's heavy enough in certain places to yeah. give the to give the plot kind of uh, the gravity that it needs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I really I really enjoyed Annabelle Comes Home, um, even though it's not my genre. Um, uh, I would recommend it to anyone um, who's looking for a fun, uh, scary ghost movie. What's your rating on that one? I'll give it an eight out of ten. All right, you're a little bit higher than me. I was thinking around the the uh, the range of seven. So, yeah, oh, that's, that's um, I think uh, just because like for me, uh, the Conjuring is like up there with, like a nine. The Conjuring 2 is probably like around a seven. So, yeah, no, the other ones were definitely below a seven as far as I'm concerned, like the Nun, uh, the other Annabelle movies. And I've yet to, to watch The Curse of La La Rona, but apparently this is also part of that universe as well. Cool. So. But yeah, this, I feel like I'm missing one more, but it's all good. All right, well, the, <laughs> there you have it. There you have it. It's uh, Annabelle comes home is an eight from me, a seven from Kev. See, Kev, I'm sorry, to, I'm sorry to have to run. No worries, but, man. But but I gotta run. We are gonna come back real soon with a full review of Stranger Things Stranger Things three, man. Yep. and then right after that, we are gonna come back with a review of next weekend's big release. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood oh, from Quentin yeah. Tarantino. Yes, Very excited yes. about that film. Yeah, a lot of stuff's coming up. A lot we have to talk about, but we don't have time to talk about it right now. We so. do not. So, you know, I, I don't know. Like, Janet, Janet, how do you feel? That's the end? I guess it is. I, I guess it is. I guess it is. <laughs> so, as always, thank you for listening to 2 for this podcast, episode 21. Check us out on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash 2 for this pod. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Facebook.com uh, forward slash 12 for this podcast, spelled with a two and a four, the way 90s rappers would do it. Yep. That's all for tonight. I'm Jeremy Dev. I'm Kevin Evans. So just chill. Till the next episode.